call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of gree grease in my hand. Then we're tripping up and back down to buy you. I'm the last of the best, they call me the Greedy Man. What's up, everybody? Got many clients. Hello. Come from my Hello, hello to you. And you. And you. Way in the back. What up, motherfucker? <laughs> Welcome to the Pope Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Jody B. And I got a, another wonderful episode lined up for you here. Um, it's been a pretty good week so far. Um, I was a little late getting the episode up, so that sucks. But I'm trying to get back on track. And uh, hopefully we can stay that way. Um, yeah, man. We've got some good guests coming up. And today I think we have a, a pretty interesting one. Now, Miss Songbird Wren has uh, made the circle. She's done a few different shows, and I've listened to them. And, you know, I started to build an opinion of her. Not saying good or bad, just, you know, just trying to figure out kind of what the deal is. Because, unfortunately, with Twitter, you know, you come across a lot of people, and you have to decipher kind of what the deal is. So, you know, I've been keeping an eye on her, and... uh she really interested me. She seemed like a person who, you know, wasn't just your your standard cam girl just constantly blasting your shit with her promotions and whatnot. And this is like, well, uh, maybe uh, she would like to come have a, a more personal conversation. So that's what we did. I think it's really cool, man. I got to, to know her a little better. And I hope you can do the same. Um, you know, we do obviously talk about her occupation. She's a, a phone sex operator. And, uh, yeah, man, we get into some different stuff. So, I had a great time. I like meeting new people. And uh, I think it's very interesting to see, you know, all the different things people do to uh, to make a living. So, today we're going to get into it with, uh, with Ren. So, you motherfuckers, take it easy. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the journey, man. Try my easy life rub or put some of my balls fixed jam in your breakfast. Try a little bit of... Hey, now.
surprised they haven't remade this song yet. Right? She must uh, must have (laughs) some serious copyright. She pissed somebody off, and they said, you can't have it, motherfucker. Yeah. No, (laughs) Rapture has been redone, though, so maybe not. Rapture. Mm. I don't know if I know that song. Oh, it's, um... Heart of glass. It's pretty oh. popular. I, I thought that was called Heart of Glass. See, that shows how much I know. I watch too much of those Midnight Special DVDs, and I think that it's just whatever the word in the chorus is. Yep. That's the song. Yep, I know. <laughs> Same. Same. I got those for Christmas a couple years ago. Those old, uh, like, infomercial Midnight Special DVDs. That's awesome. I watched them like a hundred times just because you back in our day, my day, I don't know even know about you. I'm not going to ask you your age. I'm 30. Back in my day, you fall asleep to the TV and then you wake up and there's infomercials and shit going on. And it's just like, here's some other shit, some midnight special DVDs. How about some time life music? And that's the kind of shit you would just listen to while you sleep. Back in 1950, yeah, <laughs> some funny, yep. some old ass, some dusty ass retired musician, and Dick Clark just going. Yeah, let me tell you how things were back in the 50s. <laughs> With some bad roots, a bad die job, always. Oh, Dick Clark, he died, didn't he? Rest in pieces. Um, I think so. Mm, poor kid. Anywho, uh, welcome. To the Po Boys podcast, uh, we have a very special guest today. Um, a lovely young lady who's been making her way around some other shows and a few that are in my circle. And uh, you know, normally we interact and that's it. Um, I don't know. I've kind of I've listened to you on a few different shows, and I think that uh, you seem a little bit different, Ren. I'm not trying to be rude, but I think that. <laughs> this may be, you know, a little different than some of the other things. Um, the lovely Miss Songbird Wren uh, is a, a phone sex operator, provider. I know there's there's other words that you like to use, but, you know, yeah, you're in the industry. And yep. uh, your, your preferred medium is the phone. So I, I find that very interesting in this day and age. And I actually spoke about you a few weeks ago. Uh, to somebody else I was doing an interview with and I was just like that's crazy you know this is a thing still but it seems like uh, it's alive and well well it's not so much still I think it's making a comeback right Um, yeah yeah it's awesome how long have you been doing it Ren? actively five years last month Um, I put I put my profile up six years ago and I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know how to promote myself or market. I didn't know, you know, anything about social media. And so it just kind of sat there. I've been actively taking calls for five years and um, I am on track to have my most successful, lucrative year so far this year. So it is alive and well, for sure. So... I've heard you say, you know, on on other shows um, that at first, I guess it was more of a supplementary thing. And now you're actually kind of doing it more as a full time gig. Like, is it is it just everything is turning and and it is starting to build quickly into that? Or have you seen like a slight progression over the first couple of years and then all of a sudden the last few it's picked up? Like what was what was the general progression with your business personally? 
I have had some ebb and flow for sure. I've kind of always been available on a full-time basis, but the money I made from phone sex was just for play. Um, due to a series of <laughs> unfortunate events last year, um, I had to come to rely on this as my sole source of revenue. So my right. availability didn't necessarily change, but um, my necessity and my need to work to figure out how to make it more consistently reliable did. Right. Um, because before, uh, man, I just like blew through the money I made from Nightflare. I had the UPS truck showing up at my house like every day with either gifts that guys had bought off my wish list or, um, you know, things that I was ordering with gift cards or just ordering because I could, because I had the money. And if I would have been saving that, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> this is another bad habit. Shopping's a bad habit. I don't care what anybody says. It's you can definitely become addicted to it. Oh, I am. That's I, the best thing about living in this podunk ass small town that I live in. It's like my options within 45 minutes are Walmart. And that's not, that doesn't, scratch the itch so. <laughs> you can get a, a buggy full of shit and spend some money if you'd like to I don't think anybody goes into Walmart and comes out with one thing so <laughs> I mean, uh -huh. you're not going to get some of the pretty clothes that you probably like but you know if you need a hair dryer or a toenail polish or something you know whatever maybe a tractor you can buy a tractor at Walmart I think you got some fancy Walmart down there I don't, I don't even think we have lawnmowers at this one I am close to a Walmart that I think is probably one of the only original Walmarts I've ever seen. And it's still an old school Walmart. Like it's the size of a Fred's. Oh, you're in, um, you're in Walmart land though. I am. Right. The birthplace of the yeah. Walmart. Yeah. Um, we have a few really big ones here. I haven't seen some of the ones I would assume like in California, you know, certain parts probably maybe where my buddy b-rob he's in houston that's a real big ass city so i wonder if like where the biggest ones are i know right. that we have a couple very large walmarts here <laughs> the, the kind that people say god damn that's a big walmart yeah right right hmm. it's crazy it's a monopoly i really i hate i hate what walmart did to towns like the one i live in though because we have the most adorable little downtown and they've been trying for years to crack the code to get it thriving again. And Walmart just kills them. You know, you can't. Mm. I mean, I understand the necessity. I think that, uh, the fact that they got as big as they did and they sprouted up. I don't get me wrong. I'm okay with Walmart. I used to not ever go there, to be honest with you. I was more of a Target, and then I would shop at like a grocery store like Kroger or something like that. Yeah. But, um, you know, we'll go there once in a while. I don't go out of my way, is what right. my point is. But, yeah, they, they really have choked out a few places. Dollar Generals are taking over down here. I don't know. I know that you're up north, so I don't know if that's as big of a thing. But, shit, I invested in some of that stock because them motherfuckers, they're popping up in all these little rural towns that are 20, 30 miles from the nearest Walmart. <laughs> you know, they, they need uh -huh. shit, too. And so it seems like Dollar Generals are popping up everywhere here. 
We have them here, and I adore Dollar General, but the one in this little town um, is in a really old, rundown building, and I just think the owner doesn't give a shit. It, <laughs> it looks like a flea market when you walk in. Like, I've seen some within half an hour of here that are, are comparable to Walmart. You know, they're very organized, and they're clean, and... The one in my town just sucks. It stresses me out just to walk in. So. I went to a small town one recently, and I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, man. They look rough, man. I think it's just because they're so far off the radar uh, from the the uh, conglomerate standpoint. You know, like in Stamps, Arkansas, nobody really gives a shit how the Dollar General looks, so they don't stop I- by very often. And, uh, yeah, they get pretty pretty gnarly. The one we went to looked like a bomb went off in the back of it. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I just want toilet paper without walking through Walmart, and I can't even walk through this aisle. <sighs> I'm starting yeah. to wonder with everything with Amazon if it's going to go away, you know, like just box stores in general. I think Walmart's everything. advantage is the fact that they sell so much shit. That's the only reason that they're even around now, because these other places are eating it, man. Toys R Us went out of business. Toys yeah. R Us didn't grow up, and Toys R Us got left behind. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. And I don't even... I'm about your age, and I can't even understand. I don't even want to buy clothes that I can't try on. I don't want to buy a blanket that I can't touch. I don't want to buy... You know, a phone that I can't like put in my hand, and it's so bizarre to me that people have become just completely dependent on online shopping. I don't. I think there's there's a place for it, but when you're buying like groceries and and you know getting your food delivered the way that they do now, like it's come on, guys, (laughs) this is getting silly. Like you got to get out of the house once in a while. Yeah, socialize for God's sakes. I think that's part of the deal too. Like I do this show, and it's mainly just to keep talking to people because I love talking. You know, it's it's one of my favorite things, and I don't really have a lot of friends anymore to, to speak of. I'm a grown up with a kid, and life kind of adjusts. So this is my way of keeping the fucking love alive. Like I speaking and, and communicating with people is very important. And these these people nowadays, they're uh, they're losing touch. I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And that's, well, to to tag back a little bit, and I know you've heard me say this before, but I think that's why, I think that's why phone sex is um, sort of resurfacing because people have worn out porn, they've worn out chat rooms, and they're like, fuck, I, I'm still missing that one-on-one. Like, all my friends are busy, and I need somebody to talk to. It's not even always about being naughty you know they just they have like a void you're so good at it though like and that's why I love your I've referenced it multiple times that's why I love your format because when I listen to your shows it's like it's not a radio show it's like you just sitting around talking with your friend and you know I feel like we're all just kicking it I'm drinking a ski you're drinking whatever and yeah I love it. I love listening to you. I'm going with Coca-Cola today because last Saturday, uh, Jody B had one too many of the margaritas uh, for the Cinco de Mayo. And uh, that shit hurts. <laughs> now it's way different. I need like two days, two and a half days to recover from those fucking those nights. So, uh, you know, they're very few and far between. Yeah, I had one of those. It's been longer than a week ago, and I'm still like, 
no alcohol for me. I get it. It's weird. I'm normally a puker, to be honest with you. Um, I'm a yeah. cheap date, though. So, like, people like to drink. It's more of a, a marathon. I'm a sprinter. <laughs> I, I get on it, and I have a couple, and then I don't taste it anymore, and then I just drink, 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 drink. And before I know it, I just lay down places. That's my move. That's hilarious. I, uh, I think we're like soul <laughs> siblings because the last time I drank, I was getting to that. <clears throat> I was getting to that point where I thought, "Oh boy, <laughs> I got to get home so I can like lean over my own toilet to do this." And uh, all my friends were just so roaring, and I'm like, "Guys, I got to go lay down in my vehicle for a while." Yeah. I'll, I'll either come back and rejoin the party or I'll just eventually go home when I sober up. But And that was the first time I had ever done that. Usually I just blast it back until I'm, you know, bent over a toilet. But uh, we, we're we catching on. We're getting better at this drinking shit, I guess. Yeah. I just, I got to to I gotta monitor myself. And, you know, I think my, my point last week was you ever when you're the, the bartender um, you make everybody else's drinks well, my problem was I was making everybody else's drinks in a smaller glass <laughs> mine was similar but a little bit bigger and that's the thing is I was keeping up with them but you know I was literally taking in probably one and a half to their every one drink <laughs> solo cup for me mm-hmm. shot glass for you <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah the margarita once you get the first one down, margaritas is supposed to be 50-50. That's how you run half and half, <laughs> the mix right. and, and, the, and the booze. And, yeah, it got me. But I didn't get sick, so congratulations. High I felt, felt like complete – I felt like hammered dog shit for the next two days. It was bad. So it'll probably be a little while before I, I throw that one on again. But enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to tell you, uh, this this phone call is being uh, recorded, and you're also being charged, um, ma'am. So, I think at the end we can probably settle up, if that's cool. Uh, uh-huh, sure. It's so funny to me, like, that I listen to you on some of the other shows, and I'll be honest, most of them have been respectful, but every once in a while, it's just they kind of harp on it, like, hey, you're a phone sex lady, do your phone sex voice, and it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I want to. I yell. I'm like, guys, she's she's not working. <laughs> so that's fucking shut up. Yeah, yeah. I I know exactly uh, <laughs> what you're talking about, and like that's that's the difference between, and that's why I was so happy to kick it with you because like we've kind of gotten to know each other, you know, and you kind of know how I roll, and that's really. Stuff like that only surfaces when they don't know me. Right. Um, Because if you knew me, you would know this actually is my phone sex voice because I'm me. You know, I'm getting to know you. And I'm um, so my if I'm doing a sexy voice, it's because either like I'm about to come with my collar. (laughs) Right. Or Or you're turning it on a little bit. I'm putting it on. You know, so. Turning it up to 11. Yeah. And I get it, but it's just, it's kind of silly to me, you know. Um, I think the idea of it is very interesting because, you know, and, and I made this point to my wife because obviously we, we talk about my guests. And I was just like, yeah, this lady, she's a phone sex operator. And she was like, how's that? 
I said, I, she seems to do okay at it, you know? I said, but I've talked to her and I've listened to some of her shows. And it. So there are levels to the sex game, if you would agree. Um, I think that, that yours is kind of in a very interesting place because, you know, you are using your voice. Now, I understand that you have other other options that you offer for, like, pictures and stuff like that, but you do strictly voice. You don't do cam. You don't do, you know, personal shit, you know, videos and shit like that. You just do one-on-one talking. So, <laughs> I, uh, I think that that, it saves you a little bit of dignity, if you don't mind me saying that. Like, you can be yeah. sexy and you can enjoy yourself and, and have a good time. But also, you know, I don't know if you have kids, want to have kids uh, someday, you know, do you want to be one of these ladies who's got literally their vagina spread on the Internet for people to see? And it's like, that's tough. I think about that. That's something that that sets you a little bit apart from uh, from some of the rest of the occupation. So I can at least commend you for that. You're using your brain a little more than your body, you know. Yeah, that's, um, and I commend, you know what, if, if you are, um, confident enough, number one in your body (laughs) and number two in your future, right? because just like you said, who knows when that shit creeps up. If you're confident enough to do that, you're making bank. Those girls are making twice as much as me, but um, if it were up to me, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have photos associated at all because I want my experience to be completely eyes closed in the moment with me, not not thinking about anything visual. Like I I will look like whatever you want me to look like. If your fantasy girl is five foot one and blonde with you know big bosoms and a big old behind, sure that's what I look like for you. And that makes me different and a little less successful, I think. (laughs) Whatever. Well, hey, it it works. You know what I'm saying? It's obviously it's a it's a market. You know, there's there's different positions. You know, there there's strippers and 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 then there's hookers and cam girls and and chicks that give hand jobs. There's guys that do it. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of stuff there. And I think that of it all, it seems to me that it would be a little more uh, reserved on the scale, you know, conservatively speaking. Yeah, yeah. So that's and cool. I, I mean, I've never, I went through a very brief period in my life where all I cared about was sex and I wanted sex and I wanted sex with whoever. Unfortunately, I was seeing somebody that had as healthy of a libido as I did so I didn't have to go out and be like unsafe and crazy but um I don't even know you know when I started doing this I didn't I was pretty insecure about it because I thought I'm not really good at only being sexy you know I have like layers and I want and then I found out that there is a need for for guys who are looking for something a little more substantial and even further than that, a lot of the guys who think that they're only looking for phone sex, when I when I kind of catch them off guard and I say, well, tell me about yourself, then they really let that guard down, and that's when it's pretty great. So Right. So you're basically doing the same thing I'm doing, in a sense. Like, you're getting to know yeah. people, and you're just talking to them and getting to know them and shit. Yep. And it, I mean, of course it evolves. You know, it's inevitable that... 
I think I maybe had two callers ever that came back more than once that I never had phone sex with at all. Of course, it's going to evolve, but um, it's just more authentic, and I love it. It's not bad. You called the uh, the girlfriend experience, correct? Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. not bad. I don't know, and I think it services another thing because I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, I've been married to my wife for four or five years now almost five and we've been together for longer than that and i think that speaking during sex is kind of a thing that's foreign to me so i know that there has to be other people out there who probably aren't that great at it awkward yeah Yeah. and that's what i feel you you have to have moments where you know people either freeze up on you or they don't know so you're actually kind of like the general in that situation like you got to keep you're like a host you got to keep it moving because i'm sure you've had people stall out on you huh Yeah, for sure. And sometimes, you know, if you're really comfortable with somebody, sometimes it's okay to just have a silent moment and be like sort of feeling each other. And I am one of the first people to admit that I get a little awkward, too, once we get to that very heightened point. I'm like in it. I can't formulate words. <laughs> right. Uh, and most of my guys are okay with that. Thank goodness. But um, yeah, it's and that's why I'm not afraid to hang up on a guy, you know, because either you have that chemistry where it's OK if you lapse into silence for a minute or you're really uncomfortable and awkward. And I would rather send them off to somebody else because both of us are going to walk away feeling less than we could have. Right. <laughs> I'm sure that you I've heard some of your other stories and just crazy shit. That's I can't imagine. But I'm sure that for every like super crazy one, you probably get at least a couple people that are nice to talk to. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm really lucky. Like it really is like a relationship. I mean, I have really mourned over a couple of these guys that have, that have moved on to whatever. And, uh, I know that's hard to, you know, wrap your mind around, but it really does work that way. Like, I know you heard me talking about being in Wrigley Field. I mentioned it on the last episode that I recorded. I was in the same ballpark with this guy. And, um, you know, we had just, it hadn't been very long at all that we had just kind of broken up. And it was, it was hard for me to sit there and look at him. Like I was feeling feelings that I never imagined I would because, we had a really, really good thing going. So it's bizarre. That was one of my questions. You know, just I'm sure that when you get like really personal with some people, you know, you would catch some feelings eventually. You're not a, you're a person after all. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, that was a, a thing was like, have you ever like actually had somebody that, that got in your feels <laughs> on board one occasion even? Yeah, absolutely. At this very moment, um, I got this guy. I know I'm about to lose him. He's, you know, he's in pursuit of what he deserves. And I have kind of been a good transition for him. And we've like, we've gotten really close and I've helped him through a lot. And uh, I want him to be happy so much. I want him to find this girlfriend and under any other circumstances, fuck, (laughs) I would. He'd probably be the one that I would be like, all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> but um, 
No, I like it guts me that um, that I'm going to lose him. And it's a weird thing to feel because you're feeling that way about somebody that you've never had any interaction with other than email and talking on the phone. It's bizarre, but it's inevitable. You know, when you when you make a connection with somebody, if there's chemistry, of course, you're going to get feelings. It's almost like being in prison. <laughs> no, and I don't mean that to sound like an asshole. I'm just saying, like, I watch a lot of shows, and, and I enjoy prison shows. And, you know, you hear these guys, and they talk about, you know, these pen pal girlfriends and wives and, and stuff, people that get married in prison. They never even, you know, really get to do more than hug each other when they get right, married. And then right. that's it. And then they just communicate through letters. And then, you know, I'm sure shit goes awry, and, and that stuff kind of breaks down over time. And it's just... I don't know. It, it seems like you would uh, have to be a really strong person to do it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wears on you. But I sort of, I sort of remind myself that I did my job and I did it well. You know, because if I, I think a lot of other girls would probably try to dissuade a guy from getting himself out there and and finding his happiness because, you know, that eventually means that's not money in your pocket. But I feel really good when somebody says, hey, I finally found what I'm looking for. I had a guy a couple of years ago. We talked for a while and um, he was on the verge of a divorce. He was older and he was finding himself attracted to younger women. He had himself convinced that a younger woman would never find him attractive. And he, uh, his last call to me was to let me know that he had met this girl. She was 25, um, and they were dating, and uh, it was going well. And he was really grateful to me for helping him realize this about himself. And now they're engaged. That makes me happy. I miss him. But that makes me happy. So that kind of outweighs the sad feels. Right. So it, so to, to make that point, and I've heard you say this before, in a sense, you're almost like a therapist, like a sex <laughs> therapist. Yeah, and I'm sure you get the guys that are just like, hey, let's let's do this. But I'm saying it, it, you you there is a silver lining to some of the calls that you've made. And this is, you know, personal experience. These people have moved on to something else. So that's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because there's this stigma attached with phone sex, I think. Yep. Because, like, strippers. No offense. It's great work if you can get it. There are people who literally prey on people. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they will find that guy, and once the money runs out, they move on. <laughs> you know what yep. I'm saying? They're sharks. And I'm sure that, that there are people in your line of work that do the same thing. Like, they'll put up with whatever and then be spoken to however, and then they just get their money, and that's that's the day. <laughs> but yeah. I think that, that kind of what you're – the angle you're taking, to me, seems a little more admirable than your, your everyday uh, occupational worker. So Yeah. I – well, and that was the advantage I had when I did this when I didn't have to, is that I didn't need the money, so I, I wouldn't put up with shit. 
Right. And then once I needed the money, I thought, well, let me let me try this out and see if it still works. And it did. You know, like if a guy starts talking shit to me and gets all stupid, click. There are, there are 199 cent a minute girls out there that will put up with that shit and laugh all the way to the bank. I don't want the stress. So right. I'm okay with making half as much as them because I I don't need this to be something that adds to negativity in my life. And that's what's up. You're doing the yeah. Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> I do create a few religious experiences. Right. <laughs> No, it's 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 very interesting to me, you know. I don't know. I I think other people can be a little more shameless shit. I, I think I've said this before, you know, there are other people like that sell panties and stuff like that. My wife, I've spoken to her about it. She's like, All I gotta do is wear some panties and I'm like, Yeah. She said, You ain't gotta take no pictures or anything like that. I said, No, you probably just sell some panties. She was like, I do that shit. If I get some free underwear out of the deal, I can wear a new pair every day. Sign me up. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, everybody's got their levels. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I don't know. There's some weird motherfuckers out there. Have you have you had anybody that you've had to like fucking report yet? Like, have you had a, somebody you've had to send the cop cars to? Only one time ever yeah, uh, keep, did... Keep and and there's really nothing that we can do because we don't know where they're from, you know. And really, I think all Night Flirt has on them is probably credit card number. Um, but only one time ever did I get, <clears throat> excuse me, an email from this guy who had never called me. And <clears throat> I don't want to relay what he said because it will make me feel gross and I just don't want to. Yeah, you don't know. No, no, I'm not saying that, but I'm just. <laughs> but. I'm sure there had to have been a moment where somebody was just kind of like, okay, and <laughs> you fucking yeah. had to hit the button. Yeah, I definitely contacted my platform with urgency, and I was like, I don't know how much of this guy's information you have, but I feel like there's potential something's about to go down. And I know that other girls have had that experience more frequently than I have, but um, I kind of have it spelled out. Like, we have profiles, and... You'd have to be pretty dumb to look at my profile and think you can still message me with shit like that. Right. <laughs> so I don't think I deal with it as often as other girls do. So it's kind of cool because since you you are able to kind of keep that kill switch, I think it kind of gives you a level of, you know, positive energy, femininity. It's kind of on your terms. And that's another yeah. thing with, with your situation, you know. Um, I think that you, you definitely have a lot more control and like you said, yeah, maybe you, you make a little less money, but I think you get to keep a little more of your dignity. Yeah. Because, let's face it, there are other people in this world who are just kind of like, hey, pull your tits out, you know, mind your fucking business, you know. You're just supposed to be a picture on a thing, those people, and they'll they'll evolve or they'll, uh, they'll get left, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> people, yeah, people get real shut shitty. up and be sexy, guys. Click. Right. <laughs> I don't know. People get real fucking mean on the intranet. I try not yeah, to. I try not to fun. dive too deep into it, but shit, it's getting so easy these days with, with Donald Trump and Kanye and fucking uh, Islam and terrorists and gun control and school shooting. Man, I just try to 
keep my fucking head up and just move on through. <laughs> I know. I, I um. I don't have time for it. <laughs> my family had a business, and I was kind of um in charge of keeping an eye on the um the store's Facebook account. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, when Trump got elected president, I relinquished the password to the Facebook. I said, I'm not, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to check this anymore. I gave up cable television. (laughs) Um, the only social media platform I have is Twitter. And, you know, with that, I have control of that. Like I can't act a fool. I couldn't act a fool on the business's Facebook because that reflects our livelihood. But, um, (laughs) <laughs> I can say what the fuck I want on Twitter um, and I can block who the fuck I want because it it scares me how uh, I don't know people I don't know if they're putting on a show or they're finally actually coming out about their true selves but it's scary that's a good point I've had to, to draw a few lines myself conclusions like a detective going okay connect these and <laughs> I think there's people out there that are just really lonely. And I think there are people out there that are genuinely a little crazy. (laughs) So it's, you got to definitely, you dip your toe in the, in the Twitter pool. (laughs) Yeah. And how the hell do you tell them apart? Shit. Right. Well, it, sometimes it takes a while. (laughs) That's what I've found. Cause I've had a few turn on me pretty late, you know, not as of late or anything, but like it's in the very beginning, I had some people that were like real cool. And then all of a sudden they would just flip on you and it's like, okay, um. Well, be well. Uh, yeah. I'll see you later. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> well, think- and you're like, I can't. I can't even imagine in in your shoes. Like here in Illinois, I live in a very rural, conservative, um, not the most broad-minded area, but I'm close enough to like Chicago and St. Louis that. There's a progressive little bitty stream, a crick, as I'm sure you're familiar with calling it. There's like (laughs) this little progressive crick (laughs) that flows through Illinois and um, it branches out every once in a while. But, you know, where you are in the south, where it's it's almost (sighs) a given, (laughs) you know, that everybody's conservative and everybody that's got to be tricky. It's 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 hard to weed through them here too. <laughs> Let me just tell you, you can't judge books by their cover. That's that's yeah. the best piece of advice I can give you cuz somebody's folks will get real deep and then they'll say some offhand color shit and you're like, "All right then. Well, you're better than that." <laughs> and right. uh, I'll see you later, man. <laughs> right. I see a lot of people in a day, a lot of people that work in, uh, you know, blue collar, like tire shops and stuff, sweaty. I hear a lot of things. It gets, it gets rough, but I mean, that's just my sliver of the world. I've, I've been in a bunch of different people's houses and stuff and interacted with a lot of people. I, I think we're okay, but certain parts, <laughs> you, you gotta be careful. Yeah. I can't imagine. I, uh, I don't know I don't know I genuinely and I have to tell myself that the people who have shown their quote true colors in the past year and a half 
they're really not they really don't think that way they're just trying to get attention I don't know it's it's scary to think that we're almost like regressing words don't really have um, any consequence they're not nearly as much as they used to when you had to say it to somebody's face and risk getting punched or, or yelled back at you know with a legit argument you know there's conflict resolution I think is going out the window and I think that's a part of the reason why there's so many kids losing their goddamn mind anymore I mean I understand that bullying is a thing and with social media it's an, another thing you know to, to add on to it and uh, you know these kids have no idea how to resolve problems because they don't communicate anymore they just talk online and um, it's not good <laughs> we need to take a fucking break put down them goddamn cell phones they're slowly Never taking over. <laughs> yeah. That shit's going to be mounted in your arm one of these days. It's going to be a little hook. It's just like, yink, right on your arm. Like a baseball or a football player where they keep their plays. It's going to be your fucking cell phone just lasered into your arm. <laughs> it's crazy. I know. It's ridiculous. And it... I think it's like a safe place for some people because the world is cruel, too. You know, like... School is an awful place to be. We that was our whole business as we serviced um, schools, and I'm still very closely affiliated, and I know how kids act in school. And so, you know, to an extent, when when a kid gets their phone in their hand, there's a safe place they can go. They can like get away from that. But the internet and and people on social media can be even worse. So it. <sighs> Where do they go? I don't know. Eh, you got me, man. That's what I'm saying. It's it's hard for me to see where we're headed as far as the kids go. Because, I mean, that's if you want to see uh, a genuine outlook of our future, look at our kids. That's yeah. they're next. And they're the product of their parents. You know, it's how much time have they put into it, how sincere have they been, how much have they fucked their kids up to where now these kids are having to interact with other kids it's just it's tough man uh, i don't fucking know anymore <laughs> me neither that's what people forget to acknowledge when they're bitching about kids these days well who who made them right <laughs> they didn't just drop out of the sky like somebody formed them and shaped them like no, the stork isn't real, y'all. The fucking, the, there is one thing that I think is funny that they say, you know, like, this is the generation that gave kids participation trophies. And then there are legit kids their age that turn around and they go, no, motherfucker, that was y'all. Like, you're the ones that yelled and bitched because we weren't getting trophies. <laughs> you guys yeah. did a shit job. And that's why now this generation, it gives a little less of a fuck about anything, yeah. about people about the future you know i'm sure there's some good kids out there i've met a few but for the most part the masses they're just they're kind of tuning in and checking out and then now let's let's see what happens there's nobody at the fucking wheel anymore <laughs> i don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> mm, mass chaos it's fucking nuts. world war three i don't know if it'll be world war three i hope not shit I'm not prepared. I can't own a firearm. <laughs> I'm just going to have to get a bat, maybe a machete, <laughs> and guard the home front. Yeah, Man, I think that um, 
one thing I can appreciate appreciate about you. Uh-huh. is that a thing? <laughs> I, I, just, I just been appreciating. No, it's on your mind. Go on. I appreciate your outlook, your opinion. I think you're a good person, and I think that's why you kind of stood out to me among some of the other people that I've ran into on Twitter that you know are in some similar field. It's um, you know I, I've heard enough about you. I know that you know your parents know what you do. Your mother and your father, they seem like they raised a pretty level-headed, decent person. And I think that's why, you know, you're definitely successful at what you do. And uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be cool. i like to see what happens next. Yeah, yeah. Things are, um, I would agree. They're pretty great. Um, I feel, I feel bad for, um... because it's still a thing like there are parents who just make their kids feel bad about everything everything and um you know mine taught me if it doesn't hurt you and it doesn't hurt anybody else and it's not gonna get you in legal trouble by god you only live once yeah um and and that's that's what you have to remember for everybody else too because what's for you might not be for them and what's for them might not be for you um yeah and and i don't (laughs) i wish i i wish i knew what's next i don't think i'm gonna be doing this forever obviously you 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 seem like you are going to to move into something else that's going to mainline you a little more and i think this is going to overall help your experience personally I think so. I think so. I used to not really be able to deal with the public at all. Like, I wouldn't go to the grocery store alone. Right. Well, that, yeah, um, that has to be a thing. Jesus Christ. Like, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. I really can't. Like, I have no basis of that idea. I've heard people, like, try to make references to it lately with, like, imagine if Brock Lesnar wanted to fuck you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's just like, what would you do? Nothing. <laughs> Until he he decided he didn't want to anymore. And it's like, okay. So it, I can't imagine being in any line of work like that and being out there. So I think I think you also do a pretty good job of kind of keeping your, uh, you know, keeping your butt covered as far as, um, you know, anybody figuring shit out. <laughs> and that's good. Yeah. I think you, I think you're being very safe about it. Yeah, I have to. Like, you know, I don't know how many guys have... Well, if I just buy this outfit and you, you know, take a picture in it for me. Well, no, because then you're knowing what I wear one day out of 365. Like, fuck that shit. I mean, you know, it's it's not like that I put my information out there so uh, forwardly that somebody would even know where to try to look for me. But. Right. No, I don't. I don't play like that. I thought I, it was funny. You you pop somebody with a joke not too long ago. Somebody kind of, I guess, sacked up and was just like, "Hey, where you at? I'm fucking come see you." And you gave the address for I think the Chicago Police Department. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty but, good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so she go got ahead, a sense of humor too. That's to funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> Jesus. Go on, fool. That guy ended up being a total fuckhead, too, I think, because I was in that chain, and I think he had a barbed wire tattoo on his forehead. That's always a good start. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Should have known, known right away. Like, okay, no. 
<laughs> tear tattoo or um yeah things you want to avoid <clears throat> telltale signs oh that's yeah. funny the twitter sphere but we put ourselves out there you know it's it's <laughs> uh it's good promotion so gotta deal with the crazies too Everybody needs a little attention, I guess. But shit, man, you got to dial it back. <laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten about that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I googled that shit real quick. I'm like, here's where I live. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, man. Well, I know that uh, everything got kind of sidetracked today with, with the baby not going to sleep. And I do apologize for taking so much of your time, uh, Miss Wren. My apologies. It's all good. I'm just um, buying time before I go feed my aforementioned shopping addiction. So you're probably saving me a few bucks. What's on the list today? You got to go get a hat or something? No, I need sneakers and I need groceries and I need whatever else jumps out at me. I mean, you know, who am I to argue with what the universe brings to me? I... Whatever makes it in the basket, makes it in the basket, bro. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> things happen for a reason. It's fate. I don't shop a lot. I buy all the groceries, and that's my zone. I get in there, and stuff just creeps into the buggy. And I'm like, okay. Before you know it, you know, you're standing there. I think that's my only addiction. It's food. I love food. Do you, do you cook, too? Oh, yeah. What do you cook? I cook all kinds of shit. I, uh, you know, I, I I grew up the way I grew up with not a lot of uh, uh, guidance on health and nutrition and right, shit right. food. So out of necessity, you kind of learn how to cook for yourself. But yeah, I mean, you know, if I can't, if I don't know how to make it, then I'll just look up a recipe and then I throw that shit together. That's awesome. My wife was a pastry chef for like five years at a, a big like the Peabody Hotel I don't know there's a few of them around the country I think is there one in uh, Memphis where they have the ducks yes that one yeah yeah there used to be one in Little Rock and she worked there for like five years as like an executive pastry chef so her her desserts mixed with my uh, general you know experience of cooking and trying shit out we uh yeah we get into some good stuff that's awesome. That's kind of like my uh, houseboy, as I like to call him. That's right. <laughs> he's he's the cook, and I'm the baker, and uh, we can we can get into some pretty dangerous concoctions. Yeah. So, does that mean that you guys operate well in the kitchen? Because that's the only place where we get confused. We get a little uh, sideways, and I think it's because it's. I don't know. It's it's knowledge versus experience, I guess. That's what comes into play. Like, technically, I've probably cooked longer. She's a little older than me, so maybe it's even. But, uh, you know, a lot of her stuff, like she did, was, was bakery and pies and cakes. But she, she went to culinary school for a little while, too. So we butt heads sometimes. She's like, you shouldn't do it that way. <laughs> and I'm like, I've been doing it this way for 15 motherfucking years. <laughs> She said, but I learned from the pros. Right. So we, we have those little matches. And what's funny is usually we come together. I make a much better sous chef when I'm in the kitchen with my wife. 
yeah, yeah. I'll cut up the fucking broccoli. Give it here. Yeah. That's, that's good. You know your place. That's right. That's good. So. Now we usually take turns like, you know, I'll let him prep a meal and then he'll go do whatever whatever males do and I will go in and prep my, you know, dessert or whatever and then he'll come back and start to cook and I'll have everything in the fridge waiting and then yeah, we 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 kind of I like ships passing in the kitchen. That's if I, if I had a bigger kitchen, it wouldn't be a problem because that's exactly what we would do. The problem is I got like a, a one lane kitchen. Mm, golly, yeah. Right, and so we have to do like the butt scoot or the yeah. the sideways spoon move. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, it's we're married. That's what happens. I mean, you, it's hard not to. Either way, she'll fucking smack me on the ass or something, and I'm like, bro, I'm trying to make spaghetti. Knock it off. <laughs> I got Jeez. boiling water. She's trying to get your noodle. Um, yeah, that's tricky. It's funny, but you live, you learn. That's it's all about experience, man. <laughs> get in there. Yeah. Oh well, I tell you what, we've been on for almost an hour, and uh, as it turns out, I have to go to a birthday party here in a little bit. So Fun. I hate to cut you off and I wish that we would have gotten on sooner, but it's been a real pleasure getting to talk to you, Miss Songbird Wren. It's all good. I was looking forward to it. I'm glad we could finally uh, shake it out. Do me a favor. Go ahead and plug everything. Give your website stuff, all your connections and let people know where to find you. If you would like to speak with Miss Songbird Wren. Uh, Well, honestly, it's easiest to just find me on Twitter, which you can uh, look me up. I'm sure Jody will uh, plug me when this drops, but you can find me um, at Songbird Wren. That's Wren with a W, all one word, Songbird Wren. And all of my contact information is right there in my little Twitter header. So that's as far as you have to go to find me. Easy peasy wonderful well for anybody that would like to get in contact do that and uh ren i hope you have a wonderful weekend try to take it easy on your man slave and uh, <laughs> you know i guess uh try to stay out of trouble <laughs> mm, story of my life that's i'm right. pretty boring either be good or good at it that's what my mama always told me i'm both that's right <laughs> yeah all right so that was Songbird Wren. She's interesting, man. She seems like a really nice lady. And uh, I hope that maybe getting to know her a little better will help to shed a little light. You know, maybe not all these women that are out here doing these sex jobs are as crazy or as slutty as you think they are. Maybe they're just normal fucking people trying to make a little extra money. I would do it. I would do fucking sex talk camera. <laughs> I mean, it would probably just be from, like, the belly button up, because I can't. I don't have a dick for, for fucking cam videos. That's not going to work. Maybe get a fake one. Just, like, a big, just a heavy piece. And stand up, shake it. What's up, girl? Boom, 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 boom. It's stupid. It's starting to get hot already. And uh, summer's here. That's going to severely change my attitude. 
I start getting sweaty and I get mad. I don't know what's happening. Maybe I'm just getting fatter. I fucking now when I sit on the toilet, I put that little like just just condensation on the back when I get up. It's like my ass is not like really touching that area. I don't think, you know, but because I got no really, I don't really have booty meat. So when I sit down, I kind of sit on my hips. It is, it is what it is. But I stand up and I have to wipe the toilet seat off like every time because I'm so ashamed. I don't know what's happening to me. I'm getting old and fat. Speaking of which, I posted some shit online that I heard from the Dear Diary podcast. And I would like everybody to check that out. Uh, come to find out, there may be some scientific evidence to prove that, in fact, jagging off can make you lose your hair. What? That's right. They said that the testosterone and other chemicals in your semen are absorbed through your body. So it stays in there and it absorbs naturally and produces different things like hair and muscle growth and whatnot. But apparently, specifically in semen, there's a chemical that promotes hair growth. And basically, you're supposed to <laughs> you're supposed to not bust a nut, but like once a week. You hear me? Now they said you can have sex and it will also teach you how to control yourself. You would have sex with your wife get her to climax and then you're supposed to just let it go just throw the brake on put her away for the night pow pow it said you're supposed to take your age divide it by four and then that number is how many times throughout the week you should have sex but not come right <laughs> this shit is nuts it said that you would do that, build up your testosterones and all your, your hormones, and then that shit would recirculate. Said there's zinc and, and a couple other chemicals in there for growing healthy bones. Like this is some crazy shit. I really hope that it's not it's not bullshit because I read way too deep into this and I started thinking about it. I go, man, all these people that I know that are like 32 and balding up top I'm like oh you've been jacking off a lot <laughs> shit makes me laugh that's crazy man they said that ba and, and they said that when you when you finally do ejaculate and they use that word which is kind of gross when you finally bust one off you're actually supposed to after you shoot that first good shot you're supposed to tighten up your butthole and your uh, prostate and like pinch it off so you don't like empty the whole chamber and you leave some of it in there like it was real weird because I've heard things that say to promote prostate health you're supposed to jack off you know and keep all that shit moving and circulating and so now we have clashing of ideas I don't fucking know who's gonna win <laughs> it's nuts but yeah <laughs> that's real shit look it up will masturbation uh cause hair loss and get back to me motherfucker and i don't like to do shout outs it's not that i don't like to do it i just forget but this week uh, i did have one i wanted to give a special shout out to uh number one at we have merch fucking shiloh my dude over there 
hooked us up with some some t-shirts some crazy shit i got an apron an apron you can cook ribs in this shit man it's amazing but he hooks us up and uh he'll get you a t-shirt whatever if you want to go over there uh i'll give you some promo codes if you want a discount holler at me uh, also married as fuck podcast uh randall and brooke i think yeah you guys appreciate the the listen and the review uh you seem like nice people and uh it's kind of neat to see some of your circle that you run in and uh yeah nice to meet you you motherfuckers get your skype hooked up and we'll have to hook something up you know i'll give you a test run motherfucker but anyway i gotta get out of here but you guys uh like subscribe uh yeah if you want to do reviews that's great buy some shit tell your friends tell your mama tell your friends mama about the show spread the word spread the love you motherfuckers have a wonderful weekend this is the po boys podcast i'm that motherfucker jody b Yeah.